Thanks so much for your company. I am Pius Kujubaka, and look now at our stories. Banks have indicated that they will move quickly to drop interest rates as long as other variables like inflation and policy rate continue to drop. Inflation rate had declined significantly over the past six months as well as a marginal drop in the policy rate. However, some have questioned the impact of these developments on the cost of credit. Speaking on PM Express Business Edition, President of the Ghana Association of Banks, John Iwa, said those that are servicing loans are benefiting. As banks operate in an environment where the cost of funds is high, um, a policy rate is 20, 29%, Ghana reference rate is at 31%, where do you want the bank mm. to, to lend? Mm. You know, Ghana reference rate is the benchmark rate. It's at 31 what rate do you want the banks to lend? Mm. So it's the fundamentals that drive the interest rate. Mm. Banks before 2022, the average lending rate was around 20%. Inflation, what I believe was around 13 or 12%. Um, um, what's the name? Um, the bench, 91 day benchmark was around 13.5%. Banks lending rate, some banks were lending at 17, 18%. Mm. Nobody told the banks to do this. It's the macro variables and fundamentals mm. that moved or trended in a direction that enabled the banks to respond. Mm. Uh, so if the macro situation improves of automatically, course, of course, the cost of credit. I have a graph here that I'll show you before you leave here. And I'll show you over the period whenever rates have trended, the lending rates has followed suit. And in some cases, or in fact, a majority of the cases, when it is trending downwards, the lending rate trends more aggressively mm. downwards. And I've, that, that, that file or that graph, I've demonstrated it in a meeting with um, IEA before because they were talking about lending rates. Yeah. And I showed it to them. And, and even on their own graph in that meeting, I pointed them to that fundamental fact that it is the other rates that drive the lending rate. The lending rate is a derivative. Mm. You know, it's not a rate that just comes. It is uh, uh, an interplay of the Ghana reference rate. And Ghana reference rate is an interplay of three variables. Mm. You have the interbank rate, you have the policy rate, and you have the 91-day benchmark. Mm. So if that rate, which is supposed to be the floor of lending rates, is at 31, where should the bank be lending? Mr. what's the impact of this on new credit? Because there are some who are saying that the banks are not lending. Um, what, is this, what is this on... Kojumenta, uh, who has a, a viable business and everything, and wants to approach Mr. Wua Bank. Is le- are you lending and are you going to lend to I'm fresh lending to businesses? Sitting here, I've not heard, and even yesterday we had a meeting here, um, I've not heard from any bank that is saying that we have frozen credit. He also stated that borrowers with bad credit history will not be able to secure new loans from financial institutions. He added that commercial banks are working with the judiciary to punish defaulters to serve as a deterrent to other borrowers. Until people have uh, or people believe or know that when they default, the consequence can be dire. Mm. You will not be able to borrow from any bank and the, the recovery effort uh, from the bank can be swift mm. because it will be aided mm. by the institutional structures mm. like the court system, land commission, mm. um, um, uh, registrar mm. of office, um, uh, companies, um, um, EPA, all the other institutional arrange- arrangements mm. that we mm. have to facilitate mm. and enhance the credit culture in the country. Mm. Is, we are all working in sync. Then if you know 
as Mr. George Riafi, that Kabran Benson went to Bank A to borrow, and the consequence is that this house has been sold within a record time. When you are borrowing and your house is a collateral, you know mm, that you mm, cannot mm, mess up mm, because mm. the system will catch you up mm. and that will improve the credit environment. That's what has happened elsewhere. Mm. It's not like the banks are not sanctioning the right credits. It, the default in a greater percentage of the time is coming from the borrower. Mm -hmm. Yes, the borrower may also face some challenges because of economic circumstances, business disruptions, supply chain disruptions. They can also mm. have mm. cash flow challenges. challenges yeah. But overall, uh, the, the inhibitions and the stumbling blocks and the hurdles that are put uh, in the way of banks in their recovery efforts really that contribute to where, that kind of uh, situation that we have in the country where people borrow and they decide that whether we pay or we will not pay. Mm. I have been to court as a witness where um, somebody owes a bank significant amount of money was asked, mm. how much can you pay? I can pay you 100,000 a month. Okay, case closed, 100,000 a month. How, how long would this take when somebody owes you 20 million and says I can pay 100,000 a month? So these are very real facts. Mm. And if this person goes and the court says no, then the bank is mandated to sell whatever they can touch and attach to you. Then he knows that mm. um, um, there is consequence for different. Mm. Mr. Mr. Well, I also want to hold this challenge that you've identified also as a constant in this equation you're trying <laughs> to work out here. Again, let me also come to what has also stopped the the banks and even the regulator. I have had instances where I've gone through the books of certain banks where there was an individual who was cutting across borrowing from bank A, bank B. This wasn't the syndicated facility. This was over the period. It was identified that Mr. Nenu is a problem, not because you cannot pay, but even the exposure, the regulatory limits that Bank of Ghana enforces you to enforce about don't expose yourself more than 10% to an entity, a facility, and all the rest. What has stopped the commercial banks? What has stopped the Bank of Ghana working to ensure that if an individual or an entity or a company is identified as having a high default rate, that person is blacklisted? Yeah, I mean, there are regulations. Are, we, are you doing that? We are, we are. There's a credit reference bureau that the banks mm. report uh, on the quality on, on data on credit. If you borrow from a bank um, on a monthly basis, we are supposed to be reporting mm. to um, uh, the credit reference bureau. Mm. And the regulator requires banks that in generating new loans, you need to check on the reference of the mm. borrower from the Are you doing that? Are your members doing that? I can promise that? you that banks As are you doing speak that. Right now. If the Bank of Ghana comes on on-site review and they see that in the credit file there is no file uh, that you've seen. Johnny, while having that interaction with my colleague George, you are fit there. Away from that, um, this evening, there are growing concerns about central oil refinery supply of unwholesome uh, products, which could affect confidence in the supply of petroleum products in the market. So how do we get around this challenge and what could be the possible impact on the operations of bulk oil distributors? Let's get on to Zoom and speak to the chief executive of the Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributors, Dr. Patrick Wikufuri. Thanks so much, sir, and good to see you once more. Now, I don't know what your own reading is, but really, what do you make of this central development as a major player in the industry? Uh, whatever it sounds, it's not that fortunate. It's, it's an unfortunate situation that we all find ourselves in as a sector, but it's also expected, judging from a new beginning, the challenges that any industry will have. And clearly, like the regulator stated in their letter, 
it's still more or less at the initial stages and they are putting in the necessary measures to ensure that some of these uh, occurrences will not happen. And like they do with, uh, uh, with our import products, certain quality certificates need to be assured. This is where we will engage further to find out how these lapses happen and such a product got into the market. This, we also need to differentiate between this. There is not necessarily impact on the quality of the product that was pumped. It's just that uh, the pressures that require for it to be pumped was what I think they didn't get the right level. And I'm confident with what the regulator have stated and then coming in strongly to ensure that a certain quality standards will be adhered to and they are sending inspectors to their labs to also engage further and then also ensure that other independent samples are also taken and tested before that. But I think uh, not that it's normal, but it's also expected of any new industry during in the a new beginning, especially uh, the first six months of operation. It's less than even six months. And I think uh, their permit and their permit and other license require that at the initial stages, some of these things will happen. But does not necessarily mean that we should also accept certain standards beyond what is expected from the industry. And I think with with the regulator stepping in and then also collaboration with Centio and our members, we can find a makeable solution to navigate this. But I don't think it's something that uh, the general public should be much concerned. I think the regulator is on top of it. For AOMC and the other players to have even spotted it, clearly give some form of confidence that there there are enough quality personnel in the system to pick up any of such lapses. I get your point, Dr. Furi. Now, there are some uh, that are worried about how it could affect confidence in the sector. I don't know whether you share the same view. Example, the Association of Oil Marketing Companies in their statement yesterday, you know, talked about the fact that, you know, the NPA has to, you know, speed up with its own investigations and come up with the um, solution to the matter in order to build confidence in the sector. I don't know what you make of that. I I don't necessarily think so because uh, currently, if you check the supply dynamics, the the chunk of the product are still coming out from external sources, which when those products come in, the regulator and then the Ghana Standard Authority test those vessels before they are even dispatching. So uh, it's not just something that we can just use a small percentage of incidents to really rubbish the whole uh, confidence that the sector has delivered or the quality standards that the sector has delivered, especially judging from the mix of or the diversity of supply source. And it's also wrong that maybe if a particular incident happened, we generalize it across, but I don't think it will be fair to the other players within the sector. So I, I think we should treat this on a case-by-case basis and then also hold on to the regulator and ensure that he's able to do what is expected of them and put in the required measures. But I think uh, it's also something that sent you themselves 
recognize that it's not acceptable and I think they are working around the clothes to avoid it because after putting up such huge investment, you don't want anything that will affect your reputation and your brand and I think it's something that they are carefully considering to ensure that they all uh, work hard and ensure the standard are maintained. Dr. Patrick Ofori, uh, talk to me about the um, new specifications and whether your members are being able or able to comply and, of course, meet the new requirements from the NPA when it comes to the product supply and what about the additional cost it, it brings along? We've never had issue with qual- complying with quality standards. What uh, Previously, what we had an issue with is that the timing, we need to have these discussions on time and ensure that vessels that we are placing comes in on time and to deliver that standard. Like some of our members are saying, when you check, when it's about imported product, the kind of quality or stringent measure that is subjected to. Before the vessel, the inspectors and then the MPA samples, all these products, they are affected uh, or the importers also send their people in to ensure that the quality, the product that they are buying meet the standards that the regulator will allow them to pump into the country. So basically, to discharge into the country. So basically, those standards has always been something that we comply we comply with. And our members don't have any issue dealing with that. And since uh, January kicking and then they published the new standard, I don't think any one of us have had issues or challenges with products from those that has come in in country. Mm. A quick one on the dollar auction program by the Bank of Ghana. Do you think that an increase in the amount could greatly help your operations? Certainly. I would definitely would want uh, that uh, forest availability security to also to enable our planning and to also help us uh, come up with prices that will benefit the general public and that also give us confidence with especially securing the necessary instruments to procure our products in country. So once that goes up, it will be a blessing. But in as much as the central bank is doing their best, we as a chamber and our members are also coming up with other creative and innovative ways to ensure that we are able to find uh, new ways of meeting the shortfalls in the forest. Dr. Patrick Wikufor, we are indeed grateful for your time here on Business Life speaking to us. Always a joy to have you on. You're still watching Business Life. We are pausing for a breather. When we write back, we'll be more with stories this day. Across Africa, a new era has begun. Shifting our focus to a new horizon, connecting us with one purpose, to create and share opportunities to grow.
Today, we are making a brighter tomorrow, built by our dreams and our energy. Across our continent, across the world, we are creating a better way to a better future. A pan-African future, together. EcoBank, a better way, a better Africa. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation focused... Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alex in my bag. Alex what? Alexa. Open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio. Radio. Joy 99.7. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC of climate-induced challenges. Furthermore, the project shares a common vision with the office of the Eastern Regional Minister. Here in the Eastern Region, our aim is to transform vulnerability into resilience and to create a future where every smallhold farmer in the region can thrive, producing enough to feed their families and contributed significantly to the broader agricultural landscape. I know this project will help us to achieve exactly that. As part of the project, two 100-hectare water harvesting schemes will be constructed for smallholder farmers in Tojinu, South Ton District and Klenomadi, Ketu District and the Volta Region. Additionally, 16 commodity drying platforms will be built and 29.5 kilometers of farm tracks will be constructed in various regions. Furthermore, 20 boreholes will be installed in the Northeast Gonja, Nanton, Atebubu, Buna East, Northern and Savannah Regions. Emma Davies filed that report. Now, the Ghana Statistical Service has announced that it will publish data on underemployment in the country in May this year. The service believes the data will help detect labor that are being underutilized and properly engage the workforce of the country for optimum output. Now, speaking of the AM show, government statistician Professor Samokobnenim is hopeful the data will help shape national policy on training and education. Sorry, I always want to put things in a bigger context, then I narrow down on the um, question. Unfortunately, over the years, the conversation around economic statistics from a Ghana Statistical Service point of view, and predominantly from um, a nationwide point of view, has been restricted to gross domestic product and price indices. We, we, we really want to move away from that conversation, and that is why we've started institutionalizing labor statistics, mm. which going forward, we're going to treat it like GDP. Every quarter, we're going to put out labor statistics. Okay. In addition to that, every quarter, we're going to put out trade statistics. Mm. We are hoping to see a situation where Ghana Statistical Service has about six core economic statistics that it produces. GDP, price indices, labor statistics, trade statistics, 
a situation where Ghana Statistical Service would now be regularly reporting on government finance statistics. Mm. And thirdly, we have, uh, uh, sorry, and lastly... And, and that would also save us from the, uh, this person says this, but the statistician says that. So then you know what is there. Absolutely. The politician can't come and say it is this when in fact it is Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Mm. Then the last area is where we have a high frequency economic indicator, which is not necessarily the GDP, but gets us to look at the sectors or the interventions that are really turning the wheel of our economy rather than doing it on a quarterly basis. So going forward, that is what we want to do. Coming back to your question on labor statistics, when we did the release, we emphasized the need for us to look at relationships between different labor statistics. Unfortunately, our conversation around labor statistics has focused, has focused on unemployment rate. It's really not helpful because with the release that we put out there, we saw that if you take only three labor statistics, i.e., the employment-to-population ratio, which we call the absorption rate, mm -hmm. if you take unemployment rate and you take the youth that are not in education, employment, and training, we saw that these variables were moving in different directions. Absorption rate was going up. The employment-to-population ratio was going up, which is good. Mm -hmm. We saw that the youth not in education, employment, and training was also going down over the period, which is also good. But we saw that unemployment was going, was going up. So it's always important to look at different labor and variables. And that's all in this package by way of Business Life with me, Pios Kojo Baka. For more stories, do log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business for all the great stories you need to know in Ghana and beyond. See you same time next week. Do have a lovely weekend. Bye-bye.